Well, welcome in. Welcome in to another episode of Sly King Unleashed. Hopefully you are doing well. Yes, we are still in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, right? I mean, we're talking about something that has totally changed the life of everybody. I mean, everything has changed. I heard somebody say, you know, I can't wait till we go back to normal life. There's no such thing as normal life anymore. I mean, I really believe that we hope that we'll get back to things being as normal as possible. But I feel like for a while we will be in this position where we're having to, you know, be very cautious and pay attention. I know there's some people who have said, you know, this is pretty much over and I'm just not going to pay any attention. But case numbers still continue to rise. So just got to be careful. Be safe. You know, all of you that are tuning in, if this is your first time to the podcast, thank you so much for joining me. Um, If you have not checked out some of the previous podcast, well, go back and check them out. Go check them out. You can easily do that. Follow me on social media at I am Sly King on Twitter and also on Instagram. Well, with that being said. Let's talk about this. I want to get into a topic of conversation about something that honestly has been a big concern. And I think that in the light of where we are, there is still a lot that still has not been addressed correctly. And I want to say this before I get any deeper. I talk about it many times on my podcast. I do not expect you to agree with everything that I say. Okay, we can respectfully disagree. We can. But I'm also wanting to make sure it's very clear that if you don't believe that there are racial challenges in this country, you are really out of the loop with a lot of stuff. I mean, you're out of touch with life. We have some major issues that, quite honestly, never went away. Like, I don't think that we understand that racism never left. It took a different form. It took a different shape. It ended up being changed into different ways of how it's used to affect people. It all has different realms of how it goes in circles, changing terminology, changing policy, changing how things are done. All of that, all of that is how it's really kind of played out, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still something that we've got to deal with. So let's get into the different layers of what we're dealing with. If you think about an onion, right, an onion has so many layers that you have to pull back and you can go to the grocery store and you go in the store and the many level of onions that are there, you would think that the store would just have this huge smell of onions when you go in. But the truth is you don't smell them like that. You have to get up close to really get the smell of the onion without it being peeled. Right now, this country is being peeled. The layers and layers of things that have been there for many years are being peeled. And there are so many different pieces to where we are and what is happening. So you take back the first layer, you smell the onion, you begin to dig deeper, you smell more of the onion, you know, all these things. This has been brewing for a long time. Injustice, inequality in a lot of places have not vanished. And a newsflash, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it does not exist. 
And I see so many people that say, well, I just don't understand why it's like this and why this is happening and all these things. And you got to understand that this has been in a lot of stuff for a long time, taking different shapes and forms. If you do not understand that redlining exists and has affected people of color for a long time, you have to truly do some research. And I get it. You, you weren't responsible for it happening, right? And, and nobody is saying that the people who are, let's just put it in the ballpark between 18 and 45, you technically, you're not responsible for a lot of the stuff that was put in place that you have no control over. Redlining went back to slavery days. And let me give you a little history lesson briefly about redlining. If you don't understand what it means, you've heard people talk about it, but you're like, what is that? Is it really real? Okay, I'll take... Jefferson County, I live in Birmingham. I'll take Jefferson County for an example. Jefferson County, going back to slavery days, and there are data and statistics to back this up. You can look at life expectancy, high crime, food deserts, poor education. You can look at all levels of economic challenges. Every single thing is consistent with where black people had to live many years ago, and they still live today, and the areas outside of that, the statistics and numbers are different. And that's just Jefferson County. That's just one county in a state when there are many others who have the same exact setup. And so when you understand things from a systemic standpoint have always existed, then it's one thing for you to say, well, um, I'm not responsible for that. That's true. You may not be responsible, but to say that it doesn't exist and to say that you're just totally against believing that that's possible, you got to do some work and you got to understand and you got to do some research to really get clarity on this. And I think before we go any further as a group of people, if we do not take the time to listen, to understand, we're going to be in bad shape. Because everybody is just talking, but nobody's really listening to say, okay, help me understand why this situation is the way it is. Why are you saying the things you're saying? And maybe I don't see it. Okay, fine. Let me help you understand. So the big one that I always kind of talk about, too, that many people don't get if you're not black is the fact that there is true fear when it comes to police officers pulling you over. And let me just say not even pulling you over. Wayne Brady shared a video that really made me think about how I have felt many times. You can be in your car, you know, come to a stoplight or whatever. You happen to notice a police officer somewhere behind you and they slowly are in the other lane and then they creep over and get behind you and they sit there for a moment. They get closer to you. They back up and all these things happen in your mind. You're playing out this stuff. You're going, OK, my tags are good. My insurance. I got that. OK, that's on my phone. I can pull that out real quickly. Um, I can show them that I have my driver's license. I got my registration. OK, I know my driver's license is in my bag. Oh, that's on the side of the seat. Um, you're thinking through all these things because if you get pulled over, you want to make sure you have everything together. And on top of that, you're nervous. And you may be saying, OK, well, why are you nervous if you didn't do anything? Because history has proven time and time again that you don't want to do anything that could potentially put you in a position, even though and so many people have been innocent of doing things. Now, I do know there are some people who have done things wrong. No question about it. But there are some who have not done a thing wrong. And so, yes, 
You're going to be nervous. You're going to be concerned because you don't want to be the one to do the wrong thing. And then all of a sudden it goes completely left. I've been pulled over before and had an officer rudely have the conversation with me about different things. And after receiving my license, looking up my information, comes back and says, okay, well, Mr. King, have a great day, you know, so forth and so on. But before that, it was a different situation. So the hostility and the concern and the fear that a lot of us deal with, you may not never understand that because it's never happened to you. And that's something you got to grasp. You got to understand that when people make those conversations and make the statements they make, you got to understand that's how it goes. And so when we're talking about where we are right now, the protests, the riots that people, you know, honestly, I do not agree with the rioting, but I understand the protesting and I understand the rioting being to a point where people have had enough. And that's really where we are. People have had enough. I said this in the very beginning. This is a volatile situation that was on the verge of happening a long time ago. And it's a revolutionary move now because now we have white people along with black people speaking up and saying, hey, this is not right. Now, there's some people who are not speaking up. There's some people who are totally in a total different direction and their true colors are truly shining through. Probably one of the only major benefits of this situation is you're now actually seeing what people really think and how they feel. So it really helps me separate the people who feel the way they feel and the people who don't. Now I can tell you, OK, yeah, we know how you feel, right? We know, we know how your statements are. And there are people to this day that feel the way they feel. And they've expressed it. I've watched it on live uh, Facebook feed videos of new bro news broadcasts when these monuments are coming down and all these things. And that's the issue. People are now showing you, again, another layer to the onion of how they really feel about black people. And they feel a level of entitlement. And yes, white privilege does exist. You may not believe it because you don't see it. Your blinders are on, but it does exist. You may not operate in it or you may not feel like you operate in it, but there are things in place that do make that something to really look at and understand it does exist. Now, I want to speak to something that I've seen and I really have been bothered by this because I know the whole statement where there's smoke, there's fire, right? You hear people say that, people make those conversations, and we, we know that's truly a lot of times, you know, there's a 90 to 95% chance or more that this is pretty much right, okay? And you've heard the conversation, or if you don't know about George Soros, or I believe that's his name, or uh, this whole movement about who's really behind Black Lives Matter, and all these levels of different things that people who are responsible for, who pay for this, who do this, and this is the movement to do this, and all these things are being infiltrated by these groups, and so forth and so on. I am not about to go into that conversation in that level of depthness. I believe there are some things that we don't know, some things that have been covered up because, quite honestly, that's just how they have been for many, many years. Now technology and access and people are able to research and dig and find stuff, emails being exposed and things of that nature. But the truth is, behind all of that, there is the still reigning issue. I don't care who's funding money to Black Lives Matter. I don't care who's behind any of the other stuff. There is still a racial issue in this country. That other stuff 
could exist, could possibly be issues that we may never, ever really know about, but we may find out. But the real truth is behind all of that and the big major issue that has split the country in a lot of different directions is the racial division that is still real. So the other stuff, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I know people who are who are hell bent and believing that it's bigger than the, the racial issues and this, that and the other. Well, you might say that, but there are people out here every day who are experiencing something because some people have felt a level of entitlement to say and think that they can do what they want to do without people responding or retaliating against them. So let's not lose sight of the fact that there are still people out here, regardless of the other deep state stuff. That is another podcast for another day. There are people out here who are truly experiencing racial issues. And I know people say, well, you get to do what you want. You have this and another. Well, there's some limitations on some of that. And a lot of it is things that, you know, are buried in other things because you can always bury wording in details and other things of that nature. You can always do that. Go do the research on the whole war on drugs. Go look all of that stuff up. Look all that stuff up when it dealt with bringing that into the black community and the things that were done during that. Look at that. Go talk about how the justice system has always operated in a different manner on how many uh, times a black person gets a, a, you know, a strike against them versus somebody else. How many times these things have been changed. Look at the movie 13th. Watch that. It clearly explains to you things that if you don't understand that they do exist. It's not stuff we're making up. It's just been buried for so long. And again, let's think about the onion. When you're peeling back layers, peel an onion at home anytime when you get ready and you'll find out there's one layer, there's layer after layer after layer after layer after layer. It continues to get deeper. It's nothing shallow. Nothing is shallow about this. It's not. It's not a shallow thing. And so we have to be mindful that that's what we are dealing with. And I know there are people who feel the way they feel and I've always felt the way they felt. And, you know, that really and truly for me now, knowing this stuff helps me clearly know, OK, you're on this side of this fence. That's how you feel. That's the side of the fence that you're on. Here's where I am. I was never raised to treat people differently because of how they looked. I never was raised that way. You know, I have white people in my family. I have, uh, you know, a background of parents who believed in treating people the right way. They made me aware of things, especially my father. But at the same time, they made me very aware of how you should treat people. And, and it really gets into the whole aspect of you being a believer in Christ. If that is where you stand, if again, let me say this, if you're not a believer in Christ, it's not your cup of tea, whatever it may be. Okay. Look, I'm talking about to my folks who are carrying the Bibles, who are there on Sundays, watching online, wherever you may be. If you are a believer in Christ, there are a lot of folks who say they are but are not walking that out because you're reading a different Bible. You are because the way you're behaving and the way some of you treat things in the name of Christ is totally opposite of how he behaved and how he treated people. That's the key, how he treated people. So you miss me with that. If you're saying that's how you are. And then on the other side of that, that's not how you treat people because that's totally against how he was as a person when it came to treating people and when you look at it and you look at it, you look it up, you find out, yeah, I'm not operating in that same manner. If that's your comparison, if your comparison is Christ, then you're not operating in that same manner. But a lot of people think that they are. And that's a bad misrepresentation, which goes back to something that's a big layer of this whole um, conversation 
is that, yes, there was a slave Bible. Yes, blacks were given a slave Bible because they did not want blacks to understand and read other things that were in the Bible that they did not want them to know about. So they gave them a Bible that said slave Bible. You can look that up. I mean, this stuff is available for you to find. I think the biggest issue that we have to understand as people, as people who are really seeking to understand and people who are wanting to make things better, and we have the greatest opportunity now because the voice of those that can listen, they are listening. This is the opportunity to make sure that your voice is heard and Kudos to the younger generation that are out there pushing and really and truly making differences because changes are being made. It's it's really no in between now with companies. You either are going to stand firm and follow the guidelines of what your company represents and what they stand for when it relates to treating people the right way and not discriminating against people. And if you're caught doing that in the other way that's against the company's rules and how they operate, then you'll find yourself without a job. And there's some dumb people out there who literally do this stuff, and your job is right there on your Facebook page, your profile, all this stuff. And then people turn around and tag your job, and then guess what happens? Right, without a job. You guessed it. (laughs) So that's where we are. And so, again, I want to come on and talk about this. This is a conversation that I have really been thinking through, some things that have really been on my mind about this. I have something else I want to talk about, too, my upcoming podcast, and so I'm looking forward to that. But, again, if you are new to the podcast, make sure that you go and subscribe. Also, go listen to some of the previous podcasts, too. Go check those out. You can easily do that. Very simple. All you got to do is go to at I am Sly King on Twitter and Instagram. You'll get a link to my podcast. If you don't have that already, make sure that you get that. Follow me. I'll hit you up. All that good stuff. But I greatly appreciate you tuning in and checking it out. All right. Until next time, it's Sly saying I'm out. Peace.